Welcome to the Glory Podcast. We're so glad that you're listening. Our mission is to declare God's glory. Please visit glorychurchkc.com to hear all of our other messages. Happy New Year. Yeah. We, uh, you know, I knew that it would be a light day. It's New Year's. How many of you got like uh, more than an hour of sleep? Anyone? Uh, anyone get more than like five hours of sleep? Wow, you guys are, that's why you're here. That's why you're here. Uh, I don't know what happened um, in my home, but a period of, of alerts and awakes and what seemed like cannons in our city just kept me up a lot last night. Uh, it was a lot. I, I shook my house too, Miss Rhonda. I literally thought like the plaza blew up. Like that's what it, it felt like. I was like, something's gone. Something's gone. I know. I looked up, I looked up our window and I said, nope, I don't see any fire or smoke. So I guess we're good. Uh, it was, it was crazy and loud, but I'm excited to be here. It is the new year. It is the new year, and I am, I'm really excited. If me, many of you have been with us uh, for a while, you know that every year uh, we sort of give a theme. Uh, this past year, maybe you didn't know, maybe you came in a little late, the theme was bringing it home, uh, which maybe you experienced that with us. We got to bring some things home uh, last year. One, we found a home of our own. We, we brought things home. Uh, we claimed home. Uh, also, our small groups, like never before, started this a beautiful basis of healing in homes, and powerful things began happening in our small groups and homes. And so, uh, as we continued that, great things happened. But I'm excited because this year's theme, if I can just tell you, I believe that it will be a year of breakthrough, of breakthrough. And so that's literally where we're at this year, 23 uh, I, it's a season of breakthrough. And I've been praying this for a while. So I don't know where, what you are experiencing or what you've been, but I think the church at large needs a season of breakthrough. Um, I think that there's been a lot of struggles, a lot of confusion as to what, uh, what the people of God do, uh, who the people of God are in trying times. How are we to act when things start shifting in our culture? I think we need a breakthrough. I believe our marriages in the room need a breakthrough. The families in the room need a, a, a breakthrough. I believe like individuals in the room need breakthroughs. And I'm praying over that. So I don't know, you can join me. Some of you are like, well, that's a, that's a fun word. Or well, nah, it, you could have picked a better word. But I, I believe, like, believe you me, breakthrough, if you don't want a part of it, then the door's over there. But I believe God is going to do a breakthrough in our church. Our city needs it. Our street needs a breakthrough. So we're going to dive into this uh, because uh, it will be a physical breakthroughs. I'm believing healings this year. Anyone believe in healings this year? Uh, I believe in physical uh, breakthroughs. I believe in uh, mental breakthroughs. I believe that there can be habits that will be nixed, adios, gone in the name of Jesus this year. There will be breakthroughs. I believe in emotional breakthroughs. Anyone? That emotional strongholds will dissipate as Jesus breaks through. I believe that. I believe in relational breakthroughs this year, that there are going to be marriages who think that they are healed who will actually experience healing this year. Like, I believe it. I believe that there will be marriages who step up and, I mean, in an intimacy like never before this year, that there will be broken through. I believe also that families, I believe that there has been some, some prayers in this room. You've been praying some things, and maybe many of you, uh, <laughs> I wrote this down 
I feel that many of you have been praying the same thing over and over and have yielded very little results. But I believe the seed of faith that you sowed in 2022, the roots have dove deep as you've trusted in the provider, and there is going to be breakthrough, the soil, that shoot will come. I believe it. I'm praying that over our, our city, over you. I believe in, in financial breakthroughs for those who, who that's been a hurdle and there's been debt. And, and I believe that the Lord is, is going to call us out of a lot of our strongholds, burdens. And so you want to join in with that? Join us. All right. Because we're going to be actually taking, uh, it's going to be a little uncomfortable. I told the huddle, uh, the prayer huddle uh, before service that January is going to be a stretching, a stretching month. And in fact, I know from the fact that we only set up like a few chairs this morning, you know, we don't have the side rows. I knew for a fact that it would be a light day because it's January 1st, uh, but we are live streaming today. So those who are online, hello. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, that's fun. But also recording this because there are people in our church who need to hear this theme because it's going to connect to the weeks coming because uh, this is going to be a month of this series of breakthrough. All right, and uh, you cannot talk to the Lord of breakthrough without petitioning and uh, this stretching word called fasting. So, yeah, so um, some of you, maybe you've never fasted before. Uh, next week, I will have a whole, whole sermon on petitioning the Lord of the breakthrough. All right, we'll get this. And then we're going to start as a church 21 days of fasting. And I will define what that is. That doesn't mean you're not going to be eating for 21 days, all right? That, uh, but I will define some things for you. Um, but I do believe as we get into this, the weeks following, we'll dive into mental and emotional breakthroughs. And that week, you're going to be fasting over mental and emotional breakthroughs for you, for your family, for your church, for our city. The next week, there's, uh, I'll tell you, I'm really excited. It, it will be... Uh, uh, <laughs> spiritual breakthroughs. Um, we're going to be praying that over us, our city, relational breakthroughs. And then the last one will be physical breakthroughs. And that evening we'll have a, a worship night as a church. All right. Uh, didn't want to overwhelm our worship team with talking about it, you know, before Christmas, because that's all they were thinking. Uh, but this is going to be a mix between all of our ministries, prayer team, where it'll be, yes, all of our ministries that evening and it'll be a time of offering, beautiful offering of the Lord, of what he did in this month. Sound good? That's sort of the direction we're going to go this month. Stick with us. We're going to be talking about mental breakthroughs, emotional breakthroughs, relational ones, physical ones, and fasting through it all. Deal? Sound great? I'm excited because often when we think of the word breakthrough, this is what we think of. Uh, in fact, you could de define it, and Webster would say something to the extent of a breakthrough is a sudden, dramatic, or important event. Uh, we see breakthroughs throughout society. I mean, like Apple coming on to, to the scene was a huge breakthrough in an industry, right? We think of breakthroughs like this sudden, dramatic, important event. Or some of you Android people, you're like, no, that's not one. Uh, so bad, poor example. I'm sorry. Uh, forgive me. But a breakthrough, we often think of it like that. And I was listening to a sermon this past week, and that's what he stuck with. That is a sudden, dramatic, and important event. And that's, that's okay to call it that. It is. I believe breakthroughs often start small, and they get huge, right? 
But I think a spiritual breakthrough, if you're going to take notes, write this, because this is really what we are praying for this, uh, over our city, over our church uh, this year, is we cannot understand divine breakthroughs without knowing the force which drives the break, all right, and the direction it is headed through. Are you ready? I know that sounds really confusing. You want a breakthrough often, but you cannot actually understand the divine breakthroughs if you do not know the force, the God who breaks. And it's never just a break to break, it's a break to make it through to somewhere. Often we want a breakthrough moment, but God's like, that's not even the direction that I want to have you headed to. I break things for the purpose of getting through to somewhere else. And so breakthrough, you cannot know a a divine breakthrough without one coming to know the force of God, the power of God, I believe will be on display this year. But also God's going to call movement because breakthrough has a direction to it. There is a movement. There is a direction out of your will into God's will, right? There is a direction out of your ways into his ways. And I believe that that's going to happen. So this here, this is a very easy way to put it. Spiritual breakthroughs are always from God against something and pointed somewhere. Sit with that a bit. This year, breakthrough will come. And it isn't, um, when I say always from God, always against something, and always pointed somewhere. You know want to know why breakthroughs are so powerful? It's literally God destroying what is standing against his path. That's what a breakthrough is. You want to know why you haven't experienced some breakthroughs? It's because you want it to be on your path. But God destroys the things that are on his path for you. And so a spiritual breakthrough is always from God, will always be against something that he's against, and it will be destroyed as he points you to where he wants you to be. Now, that's the beauty of it, and I'm really excited. And some of you are like, well, where did you get that from, Pastor? Uh, where did you get that from? First Chronicles chapter 14 is where we're diving in. David gives God a name, and he calls him the Lord of the Breakthrough. He says, the Lord of the breakthrough. Now, that word is weird. Um, It could be the Lord of bursting forth, the Lord of the breach, because his idea of breakthrough was it was a, this tiny, grand thing. The Lord of the breakthrough is what he called him. And so David also knew this word in the Hebrew is not a fun word. The word breakthrough is not this good word. Actually, it deals with wrath. The word breakthrough is the word destruction. The word breakthrough is the word for wrath, for taking an authority and dismantling it. Now, sit with me on that. David knew if I'm going to make it somewhere, then I'm going to need God to take the authority that is coming against me and destroy it. That's what a breakthrough is. Often we want a breakthrough, but we want like what God wants But we also want the things, and we intimately are connected with the things that God is against. And so we're like, God, can I have a breakthrough in my marriage? I I need a breakthrough in my marriage. And he's like, well, listen, your marriage isn't the thing that's against me. It's your attitude. And so uh, you want to keep tightly what is actually against me while you pray for the thing that isn't against me. 
Your marriage isn't against me. It's your attitude right now. So you want me to have a breakthrough? Submit that to me so that I can destroy it. That's a breakthrough. And some of you are like, I need a new job. Like, God, will you give me finances? And God's like, listen, your financial state is not against me. It's your poor stewardship that is against me. So let me break through that. And you will realize you don't need finances. You need stewardship. Now you see, like, all of these things, and one, we, we do not experience a breakthrough because we want the Lord, but we also want to keep the things that are against him. And we keep praying, God, why won't you move in this? And it's because the Lord of the breakthrough is all about knowing him, letting him destroy what he's against, and walking with him through it. David knew that. In fact, we're about to dive into this. There was a rebel army against the people of God, and David said, God, will you be there? God said, yes, you'll see. David watched God be there, and David said, God is a God of breakthrough. You see, we have to clearly understand what we're against. So let's dive into this. Uh, the Lord of the Breakthrough, chapter 14 of 1 Chronicles, it says, When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all of Israel, all the Philistines went up in search of David. And David heard of it, and he went out against them. Now the Philistines had come and made a raid in the valley of Rephraim. Rephaim, whatever you want to call it. David inquired of God. He said, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give me into their hand? Now, I just want to pause, and this is a little aside. This is a freebie. Uh, I would suggest that any time we go to battle, we should probably ask the Lord, like, if he will be with us in it. Sometimes I think we do some battles that he's not even for, and the reason he's not for it is because what we're battling, he's not against does that make sense? Like, uh, God was clearly against the Philistines because God had commissioned, called his people to move from one place to another. He had a direction for them, and the Philistines kept getting in the way. They became a stronghold against God's will. So God steps in and breaks it, destroys what is standing in the way of his will. But if we say, God, like, why won't you do this? Or, or we try to do it, and God's like, I'm not, that's not for me. That's not for me. But it continues. He says, the Lord said to him, go up, and I will give them into your hand. So we went up to Baal Perizim, and David defeated them there. And David said, God has burst out, broken through against my enemies by my hand like a bursting flood, again, like a breach in a wall, like a breakthrough. Therefore, the place is called now Baal Perizim. Now, some of you are like, why is it called Baal? Isn't that a false god? The word Baal just means Lord in Hebrew, and the word Perizim means of the breakthrough. So David called this place the Lord of the breakthrough, and they abandoned their gods there, and David commanded them to be burned. God was broken against. It's literally David saying, I presented my enemies. I presented what was against the Lord. Because ultimately, it's not against me. You remember, David was really good at this. The reason he so powerfully and confidently approached Goliath was because he knew Goliath is not against me. Goliath is against God. And he's nothing in comparison. A lot of times, we take God out of the equation, and we think things are just against us. And so we have little power or confidence in it. 
But the things that are in our way spiritually are against God, not us. And so the Lord broke through. It continues, though, because there's another moment. Verse 13, it says, Once again, the Philistines thought they should go ahead and raid in the valley again. And when David again inquired of God, he said to him, You shall not go up after them. Go around and come on the opposite side of the, the balsam trees. And then you will hear the sound of marching on top of the trees. That's crazy, right? The angels will go out before you. You will hear the sound of marching on top of the trees, and then you can go out to battle. For the Lord God has gone out before you to strike down the army of the Philistines. And it says the next, David did as God had commanded him. And they struck down the Philistine army at Gibeon all the way to Gezer. And the fame of David went out to all the lands. The Lord brought the fear of him on all nations Breakthrough is huge, but write this down. Breakthrough begins, it starts through a petition, through a petition, through you actually saying, hey, God, I need to do your will because this has been messing up on my own. I need a breakthrough and not a breakthrough defined by me, but one defined by you. And the reason breakthroughs are so hard is because we often don't know what we're against. I need to say that again. You don't actually know what you're against. We make enemies out of every shadow. We, we really do. We, make, we think everything is a problem outside of ourselves. And we, when we are unclear on the enemy, when we're unclear on what we're up against, we have a really hard time petitioning to the Lord. We do. And so this whole year is going to be a time of petition. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. You see, because unlike David, we don't have the Philistines standing against us. Like, it, it makes sense. David knew where God wanted him to go. And so he says, these people are literally standing. Uh, you have put me on a direction, and they are blocking the direction of your will. So break through. But often we don't say, God, you have put me on a direction. Life abundantly. But I have a lot of things that are standing in the way of that. A lot of attitudes, a lot of issues, in my, a lot of thinking, a lot of lies that are saying, I have a lot of bad dreams. I have a lot of fill in the blank. You have said that I have a family. I'm a royal priesthood. That's, that's, that's the will that you've given me. But I live in isolation still. So I have a lot of things in me that are against that. See, now you know how to ask for breakthrough. It's not God give me a community. It's God change my heart to long for community, right? Break through me, break through. And so it's really interesting though, because unlike David, where in throughout scripture, Israel, here's a little history lesson. Are you ready? Throughout scripture, Israel, whenever they had breakthrough moments, they were temporal and they were physical because God knew I need my people to physically survive so that I can bring the Messiah through them, right? Like there is a purpose. I need them to get to somewhere. They, they were always moving somewhere and they were always needed to stay alive so that that seed of Judah, that line could go through. God had a purpose. So it was very physical and there were temporal breakthroughs. But God also knew at the end of the day, you see where the Jews got it wrong is the Jews always thought physical people were their enemies. And so when Jesus came, he's going to overthrow Rome because that's what a breakthrough is, right? It's God taking everything outside of me that's 
causing me frustration and anger. It's, it's God taking and destroying everything around me. Some of you, you have a heart that does this. If something makes you mad or isn't right, you're like, God, that, why is that happening? And God's like, I'm, can I just deal with your heart right now? Like, and often, like, that's the people of Israel, though. God is here to destroy our enemies. And God said, your greatest enemy is yourself, your sin. Your greatest enemy is the sin that you've united yourself to. See, God knew over time these pivotal momentary breakthroughs need to point to another breakthrough because my people will always have a stronghold because their enemy is not the Philistines. Their enemy is their own flesh. And so... Isaiah happens. And we're about to read Isaiah 28. All right, this is beautiful. I'm about to get really nerdy on you, okay? I, I lo- I'm really excited. Because what you're about to read is that the Lord of the breakthrough would have to go again. He would have to come again. The Lord of the breakthrough would have to come. But it's interesting, what we're about to read I need to preface it and make some sense up. So, Jesse, just take it down so people don't try to, try to understand it before we get there, okay? You're not allowed. No. Let me, let me give you some preface. The people of God have become hardened. They are their own protector in a lot of ways. And uh, their stronghold has hardened them from seeing that they're the problem. It's not anyone else. It's, it's them that's the problem. And so God actually comes to them. And he will say, I am going to do the same thing I did on Mount Perez and in the valley of Gebeon where my angels trotted, you know, on the trees. I'm going to do that again, but it's going to be against my people because my people are the thing standing against my advancement. And you're like, what? And so we see historically, have you ever noticed Israel when they get really high on their, ho- their high horse? Have you ever noticed Israel uh, instantly gets, uh, gets demolished? Whenever Israel is high on their high horse, they get demolished, they get taken down. But this passage is actually going to foreshadow, and I need you to hear this, all right? I know there's a lot of movement, but I need you to hear this. This passage is going to foreshadow where God says, no, I need to break through my people because I need to break through flesh. It needs to be destroyed. And so like a small breach, we could maybe call it a nail in a wrist. It needed a small breach against his own flesh, his own self, to cause the not just temporal breakthrough, but an eternal breakthrough. Because what needed to be punished is sin itself. And that's not a Philistine. That's a people. And only a God could do that. What we're about to read is the Lord of the Breakthrough will come in a beautiful way. In fact, uh, I didn't want to say this later or earlier, but the word wrath is breakthrough, right? But also another Hebrew definition for breakthrough, that word perez, is to birth, Literally, the Lord of the breakthrough would be birthed. Now, it's really powerful. Think about how beautiful that is. It is life forcing itself out of flesh. That's a breakthrough. Think about that. Life forcing itself out of flesh. That's beautiful. Some of you are like, what? You get it. Moms in the room get it. Like, that's beautiful. That is what 
the Lord of the Breakthrough is all about. Now, I'm, I'm excited because this passage, it does not sound, it won't sound very happy, okay? But I think it's going to flesh out some reasons why we don't experience uh, breakthrough very well. So uh, Isaiah 28, it says, therefore, Isaiah says, <laughs> he says, hear the word of the Lord, you scoffers who rule the people of Jerusalem. Because you have said we have made a covenant with death and with Sheol, we have an, an agreement when the overwhelming scourge passes through, it will not come to us, for we have made lies a refuge, and falsehoods we have taken shelter. Now pause. You're like, what did I just read? Exactly. See, this is why I didn't want you to read it beforehand. You see, the people of God, they, it's not like they said, I'm going to make lies my friends, and um, falsehood is I'm going to build a, a tent of it. They didn't cognitively, oh, they weren't cognitively aware of that. But what they did do, and they also didn't say, hey, death, I need to make a covenant with you. What they did do is this. If I live healthy, I can subdue death from coming to me. If I can produce the most crops for my family, I can protect them from death, as if I can stop the inevitable. That, another one is if COVID comes and I do something to protect my family, I can separate myself from the bad stuff that's happening in the world because I can do that. You see, what instantly begins to happen is the people of God became their own refuge. And I can keep going. A lot of times we do this. Uh, I have, you may not have a, a covenant with death, but many of you have made an agreement with your sin. You're like, I can be angry, but I will never be as angry as my dad. So it's okay if I get angry because I won't be that angry. And you've made a, an agreement with your, your sin that you'll, you'll play a part in it a little bit. You know, uh, you'll never be an alcoholic, but you drink a, a lot. But you made an agreement with that sin, that death. Does this make sense? You, you think you're controlling it. You think you're, but death cannot be controlled by Jews. Only God can control death. And so they were missing. Does this make sense now? They were like, so this overwhelming scourge is going to happen, but it's not going to hurt me. How we do this? I know divorce happens a lot, but divorce will never happen to me. Like, our, I, don't, I don't need to change anything. I know adultery it happens, but that's not, it's not going to happen with me. I know, like, people have, like, pornography problems or lust issues. I know that people can become addiction, like addi addicts really quickly, but that's just not going to happen with me. The scourge may come to some, but that problem won't come to me. And the moment we start thinking like this, because we've built up enough protection, we've missed the whole point. We become a stronghold instead of God just saying, how about I just take those seeds of sin in you and just destroy them so it will never come to you? Does that make sense? Like, there's a whole different thinking, but this is what they're doing. They made beautiful little covenants. It's interesting, though, because uh, these things, when we do them, they build strongholds in our heart to things that the cross of Christ has already demolished. Does this make sense? Like, when I say that, it, it brings a stronghold in my heart that the cross of Christ has already nullified, but I give it power. I give it power by staying there. And so it continues, though. Verse 16, he says, Therefore, because of that, says the Lord God, I am going to lay something, something so foundational. He says this, I'm going to lay in Zion a foundation stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone. 
I'm going to lay something. Because of this, I'm going to do a sure foundation. You think you have a foundation. I'm going to provide the foundation because on your own, you will never. I'm going to find, I'm going to have this. And the one who trusts will not panic. They will not have a wayward heart. And I will make justice the line and righteousness the plummet. Hail will sweep away the refuge of lies that you had. And waters will overwhelm the shelter. You see, many times we use lies like a way to cover up. Many of us, we use smiles as a way to, to cover falsehoods as a way. We use false actions of leadership or what we think is good in order to cover up the brokenness. And the Lord's like, do you not realize that that is the stronghold? That is it? Like, it's not this, it's that. And we often do this, and we, he says, I'm going to, through this foundation, bring something like water that's going to wipe away those shelters. I'm going to bring hail that will destroy those refuges of lies. And then it continues, then your covenant with death will be annulled. Your agreement with Sheol will not stand. When the overwhelming scourge passes through you, you will be beaten down by it. And you're like, ooh, that doesn't sound good. As often as it passes through, it will take you. For morning by morning, it will pass through by day and by night, and it will be sheer terror to understand the message. For the bed is too short to stretch oneself on, and the covering is too narrow to wrap oneself in. And you're like, what? Listen, following God does not mean that the scourge won't happen, right? In fact, let me be the first one to tell you that you're going to experience loss this year. Let me be the first one to tell you you're going to experience heartbreak. You're going to be neglected this year. You're going to be hurt. There will probably be some type of thing outside of yourself that really hurts you. Whether it's a disaster, a natural one, a job loss, there will be grief. There will be heartache. You will be, um, you'll be abandoned. It's just going to happen. It, the bad things happen, right? The fact is the overwhelming scourge will come and it will hit all people. It will. But those who trust in the Lord will not panic. The interesting thing is, but do not worry about anything, but in everything with petition, right? Present your request to the Lord, and even in the scourge, you'll be guarded by peace. Like, that's the issue, is it will come to everyone, but some will be covered by peace. Others will be narrow covered by their lies. And it, have you ever felt that way when, when it's like, uh, I remember in high school just trying to act like I had it all together, and that just wasn't covering it. You know, like, it, it, there, was, there was some issues peeking through. Do you remember that? Like past, our past life, like it, just things were not working. Or the others of you, before you met Jesus, you tried to have rest, but it was like laying in a bed that was too short and it was just uncomfortable. You see, only in Christ can we have peace amidst the scourge. It's the God of breakthrough. The breakthrough is possible for God's people. And so it ends with this. He says, for the Lord will rise up as he did on Mount Perizim. He will rage in anger as the valley of Gebeon to do his deed, the strange deed, and to work his work. Alien, foreign is his work. Now, therefore, do not scoff. Now, I know a passage in Scripture that says uh, we preach Christ crucified. 
which is a stumbling block. That precious stone, that cornerstone, it's a stumbling block to the Jews, and it is foolishness to the Gentiles. You see, the breakthrough that we have is that the Lord came against his own people, and it's foreign. It doesn't even make sense. He came against his own self to kill him. Like, he literally sacrificed himself. We preach Christ crucified. That's the moment of our breakthrough. It is this thing that does not make sense to the Gentiles. It's a, it's a literal stumbling block for the Jews. But I told you, Israel experienced it in a negative sense in their time. But we now, through the cross of Christ, can have real breakthrough, not temporary. It's a physical thing. But eternal breakthroughs. But I think the question is that we're going to be diving into is, um, God, what is actually standing against you? And I don't think we ask that question a lot. God, what is actually in my life standing against you? Because if you did, you would not live your own ways. You would live his ways. If you did, you would not live as the culture says. You would live as the world, what the word says. You see, you want breakthroughs, you want the joy, the peace of the Lord. Well, then you have to stop letting the word of God contradict you. (laughs) Right? You want breakthroughs? Walk in his ways. And so that's what we're going to be asking. And I'll tell you, like, uh, he says at this last thing, do not scoff. Now, (laughs) the word scoff is mock. And... What is, uh, that reminded me of last night, murder and laughing, scoff, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> we did a murder mystery, and one of the people in the murder mystery had to uncontrollably laugh every time the word murder happened, and it was just really, it killed me. It was really funny. Um, but the word scoff means to mock. Quite literally, um, I say you are living in a way that is against the Lord, Many of you want to act like you're not. That's mocking, scoffing. You know, like, and I think if we could all agree that we all have things in us that are against the will of the living God, I think we would be in a good standing for some powerful breakthroughs. I'm going to say that again as I look at you guys. If we all agreed this month that we have some things in us that stand against the power of the living God, then I think we could powerfully experience that living God. Because then we would start saying, all right, God, here it is. And the way that it will do this is honestly through fasting. And I just, if you've been struggling, God, what is your will on this? Let's fast. I can tell you, fasting breaks stubborn yokes. It does. You want, you, want to get, you want to get weak? Take something that sustains you out of the picture and have to lean on a God who spiritually sustains you and learn that spiritual, the spiritual things actually control the physical things, not the other way around. You see, if you don't know what you're against, let's fast. I don't know about you, 
but when you fast, some things come up. Some carnal things come up. And you're like, crap, this has been here a long time. And it's been against you. Will you take this, God? I'm not going to eat until you take it. Like, this is, me- this is messed up. Where I want to go right now because my belly is hungry is messed up, right? Like, that's when we start realizing where my mind goes because my mind is, uh, what, lonely. God, fix that. Where my mind goes because I'm bored. Fix it. See, fasting breaks stubborn yokes, and I'm excited to see some stubborn yokes and me broken this month. All right? We going to do that together? All right. So here's what we're going to do. You ready? 21 days of fasting. You want to put up that nice little slide? 21 days of fasting together. What this is going to look like. All right? It's going to be however you decide, but I do want to encourage and challenge. If you have a problem with this, you can come talk to me. I do think I want to encourage and challenge it to have something to do with food. And there is a big reason why this, all right? Now, my wife, Kate, uh, she has struggles with, uh, she's a little anemic at times, and she has literally passed out from fasting. So her desire is to do a, a, a meal a day that she's fasting from. But the reason she's doing that is because she knows her limitations, but she also knows her need, her need for the Lord. And so some of you, you've never fasted because you're like, I can't do that, or my body is this, or I'm, I'm trying to build weight for this, or like I have to do this, or, or this is my past, I get it. But I challenge you, what would it look like for you to take that which sustains you and to say, I'm going to withhold it, whatever it looks. I'm only going to eat lunches for the weekdays. I'm going to go 21 days of only eating on the weekends. Whatever it is, I'm going to encourage you through this. It can also be, you know, media. We can do those things, but that's, that's not fasting, all right? It, it is fasting in the sense of you're not doing something, but the fasting that petitions the Lord is because Paul says this in Corinthians. Are you ready? He says this, sex, and you're like, what? He says, sex is not meant for the body like food is meant for the stomach. The Lord is meant for the body, like food is meant for the stomach. How the stomach gets full or empty by the intake or lack thereof, the body gets filled or emptied by the intake of the Lord. And so what fasting physically will do, food-wise, is it's training your spirit to know what emptiness is and to know what your need to be filled is. Does that make sense? Are we with us? You can challenge me. You could talk with me, but I really, I would encourage all of you and we can, we could talk this out. Like I would really, but fasting breaks stubborn yokes and I'm excited for it. And so uh, next week we're going to be talking all about fasting. Okay. So if you have questions about it, come next week. It will be petitioning. That's the whole message, petitioning the Lord of the breakthrough. But in the meantime, all right, I want you to already start thinking, God, what is standing against me? And not like me and my flesh, but me hidden with Christ in the heavenlies. What is standing against me living life abundantly? What is standing against me living life in unity with my, my 
my wife or my husband? What is against me standing in peace with your people? What is against me living with freedom? All right? And then we're going to get into fasting. I'm excited. I'm going to pray. It's a very different way to end the message, I know. But God, you are good, and your mercy endures forever and ever. God, I pray right now that we would realize that your breakthroughs are not these moments that are temporary, but there is a life change that happened on the cross that now we get to step into eternal breakthroughs. God, you care way more about our heart than you do our job. You care way more about our heart. So Lord, instead of petitioning, instead of saying this is the year for love or this is the year for that or this is the year I'm going to get fit finally or this is the year that this is going to happen, how about we begin saying, Father, this is the year that I break away from some things that are against you. This is the year that I walk through what has been standing against. Thanks for listening to the Glory Podcast. For more information about this message or Glory Church, please visit glorychurchkc.com.